everybody, welcome to Music and Mind. I'm Lee Alexandra and I have a very exciting guest with me today. Hello, Matthew Davy. Hello, very <laughs> exciting guest. What an intro. Well, you are excited. You're an exciting person. Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Well, you will have a lot to say today, and I'm really mm. glad to have you here. Welcome to our special episode with my first guest in series two, Matthew Davy. So, Matthew, for everybody listening that doesn't know who you are, although I'm sure most people do, tell everybody how we met. We met through the Sherman Players, which is a fantastic uh, opportunity for people like myself who want to get into acting. Uh, you were my, you hate this, but quote-unquote boss. <laughs> no, I was no one's boss. <laughs> I was bossed, but I was no one's boss. Yeah, assistant, assistant director to the fantastic show. Yeah, it was uh, a great show. Marion, or the true tale of Robin Hood, went down a storm. Mm-hmm. It was a pleasure to be here. Yeah, and you played Little John? Little John, yes. Not so little, little. Not so little, little John. <laughs> How did you enjoy that role, Matthew? Fantastic. I was given an awful lot of freedom with the role. The director, Dav Weeks, who was great, was very lenient with it and just said, let's be as free and stupid as we can. And we did. And it was great. It was great. And I think having chatted with you over the past week since we decided that you were going to be a guest on my podcast, Mm. it seems to me that that freedom and being able to liberate yourself in a character but also in an environment like that is something that really helps you yeah yeah certainly um in my regular day-to-day life i'm gonna be you know sort of professional and Mm -hmm. not really who i am i guess so yeah it's great to get on stage and Mm. come here with you and just hang out and be a free spirit (laughs) i guess woohoo i love that (laughs) (laughs) so you said in your day-to-day life uh what is it that you do on a day-to-day basis Tell me a bit, where are you from, first of all? I am from right in the valleys, right in South Wales in Aberdeen. Lovely. Great part yes. of the world. I don't know, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, have you have you lived there since you were born? Yeah. 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 I live by there in Aberdeen. I live by there in Aberdeen. <laughs> now in a minute. So what did it look like being a young person? I'm assuming that you've always been somebody who has enjoyed being creative and performing. Is that is that the case from when you were a youngster? Certainly, yeah. Um, I think really I grew up being very inhibited uh, in that regard. I was always kind of swayed away by parents and friends to do drama and acting. And I went to a church school, so... Drama was like black wizardry. <laughs> There'll be no drama here. So it wasn't really on the cards for me much growing up, which was a shame. So I was just creative um, in other ways, I suppose. Interestingly, though, uh, I don't know whether how many people will know this, probably quite a few of the listeners, that religious performances were where the very first dramatic theatre actually started many many hundreds of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago is it yeah which is really interesting that's awesome yeah it is awesome and very interesting yeah i didn't know that and i went to a church school (laughs) you might not have been told (laughs) (laughs) no they left that bit out yeah so were you in a choir when you were younger was music part of your life no um music was very much not part of my life growing up Uh, not really until very recently Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of in the last few years but yeah I would never in a choir I would have been no church not, choir not allowed in <laughs> I would have been rejected on the door for inability to sing that is that makes me feel really sad mm. but happy to know that you're through that but yeah. I would like to talk about a little bit about the impact that's had on you as a performer perhaps through your adolescence and into your sort of young adult years you mentioned to me before that you were told that you couldn't sing or and that people were perhaps quite unkind and bullied you for that. Are you happy to talk to me about, a little bit about that? Yeah, let's get into some personal trauma. Why <laughs> no, not, really isn't it? Fuck it. <laughs> Lay all the cards on the table. <laughs> it's maybe not, not quite zoom, that intense. I'll zoom into my therapist. Now we can tell you a little bit about me as well, make you feel better. Yeah, get a party in. Well, I mean, it's, like I said, I couldn't, couldn't hold a tune. I even... I, so I started to learn really how to sing this year, mm-hmm. uh, March, March 2022. 
uh, for a role. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I was... A fantastic role, tell yeah, everybody, yes, please. I was inexplicably cast as Captain Von Trapp Woo-hoo! in The Sound of Music, uh, which I had not seen and couldn't sing. So... The hills are alive! <laughs> Lush. Love it. If anyone needs an understudy, I'm there. Yes, Maria. <laughs> so, all I had been told going into this audition was that it was set in a time of the Nazis. And that was literally all I knew about The Sound of Music. Wow. I didn't realize that Do Re Mi came from The Sound of wow. Music. I, when I'd watched it then, I was like, oh, I know that song. I know that song. Because it's the most popular musical of all time. I find that fascinating. It's probably <laughs> the most the, the musical I watched the most yeah. as a young person. And me now. I've seen it like six times this year. It's amazing. Yeah, and it everybody is. should watch it. Everybody yeah. already has watched it. Yeah, I was the last probably. person to see this film. But so you went in completely is... blind, not understanding what the character was? Well, no, I did watch it beforehand, because mm-hmm. that is acting 101. Yes. <laughs> Don't go into an audition totally blind. <laughs> yeah. But I watched it, pre-watching it, and the director had just said to me, yeah, it's about a guy, and he, you know, they're in the Nazi times. So and with the name Captain Von Trapp, I assumed he was the bad guy. Okay. I thought he was the father of seven kids who he probably abused and was not very nice. Oh, wow. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, I'm so wrong. <laughs> He's the nicest He's a, guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's strict, but he is the loveliest guy. Oh, wow. So I would have come in full Nazi. Oh, <laughs> like I was prepared to be an evil person for this role. Wow. And I would have turned some heads had I gone through yeah. with it. Yeah. Wonderful. Good thing I watched it. Was that your first audition, sort of formal audition process of, of the sort? And what production is that for? Do you want to give a little plug? Yeah, so that's for Star Dreams Musical Theatre Company. Amazing. They're great. Yeah. Uh, Have you been with them a while? <clears throat> for a year now. Lovely. Yeah. So we did, I was in their production, their, their musical production of Peter Pan. Nice. Which was around also March. Yeah. So that was amazing. Loved being a part of that. I came along. Because I had just started, I'm going on so many off tracks. But... Totally fine. So I started this, basically, there was an ad that my mother saw on Facebook because she was friends with somebody who was part of the company. Mm-hmm. And they said, we need pirates to be in our production of Peter Pan. If you know anybody that would enjoy this, please come along uh, and it'll be a lot of fun. So I went thinking, I'm just going to be in the background for a couple of scenes. I'll shake a sword. And, that, and that'll be it. No, no. It turns out that if you were a pirate, you were also a native, and all of which dance and sing. Wow. So that was very surprising Amazing. to me prior to any dancing or singing lessons. Please tell me you were wearing tights as well. No, I did have these amazing flayed purple oh, wow. trousers, though. I'll show you pictures after. We have to put them somewhere on my mm. socials for the for the whole of the listeners to see as well. It's a great outfit. I loved so it. So you did that. Uh, so Captain Von Trapp, you were kind of used to the audition process by then. I wouldn't say used to. Um, the only the only auditions that I had done for that were for drama schools, okay. which I auditioned for at the start of this year, Lovely. and got as far as a recall audition with the Royal Welsh College of Amazing. Music and Drama. So I was super, super pumped for that. Congrats. Um, That's big to get a recall. Thank you very much. It's a competitive industry. And my first time auditioning for it, so it gave me a lot of confidence for for the rest of the year. Well done. Mm, Thank you very much. Yeah. So, yeah, I eventually then through uh, Star Dreams and the Peter Pan production, the gentleman who was playing Mr. Darling dropped Mm -hmm. out. Okay. Uh, Just of that role, he continued and he was great. But just of the Mr. Darling role, and they asked me if I'd like to take over it, which came with solo singing and we didn't really work on it as much as we probably should have with me and it got to the day of the play and I told them that I think it's best if I don't sing in it and they were like do what you think okay so I just remained silent during uh the darling song yeah and it still worked really well but then after that that was a sort of a calling card for okay get some singing lessons so let's I know we don't want to unhinge can of worms of, of things that perhaps have been difficult throughout our Ooh. lives. Although we are here to talk about the mind and well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, really interested to know what it was that sort of 
triggered that thought in you to say it's best I don't sing? Because I couldn't sing it. <laughs> because we, when I say that I couldn't sing in tune, I sincerely mean that. So it was the day of, you know, we were due to go on in an hour. Mm-hmm. And I asked my dear friend of mine, mm-hmm. she was Mrs. Darling. And mm-hmm. I said, please help me to sing this song now. Mm-hmm. And every note that she sang, I would try and replicate and physically couldn't. Okay. I didn't know how to make my mouth produce the sounds that I could hear. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even close. So okay. we left it and it was the right call. So I had some singing lessons. Yeah. And then... And they helped? Yes. And then within three weeks was then the audition for Captain Von Trapp. Okay. And they gave it to me <laughs> because they could see potential. Mm. Not because I had the best voice necessarily at the time, but they could see the potential. A great that you were able to have those lessons because I've worked with people over the years who've said, I'm tone deaf, I can't sing. And I truly believe that we can all sing. Uh, it's mm. just about tuning in and balancing. And some people have to work a little bit harder than others on it. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, you know, but we all we all have tuning problems, me included, even as someone who's been singing for as long as I have. But I'm really glad you persevered. Yeah. And that's a great message. Like, Although it's hard, it's worth it. It is. Yeah. And if I could do it, anybody <laughs> can learn to sing. Well, really. I, I think it's fantastic that I know we kind of sidetracked from the picking up on talking about being bullied when you were younger about mm. singing. But, you know, overcoming those things are enormous. And it does make me sad that some of us have to go into adulthood before we can actually address that because a lot of damage can be done in that time. I experienced bullying in school. It wasn't th- It wasn't about my voice, but it is hard, you know, and it, it does take us um, time our own time to get through that and I would urge anybody listening that's going through a difficult time to reach out to for support needed and I will mention as I always do in my podcast the details of the Samaritan's Mind and Calm Zone which are three amazing charities. I love how you are already comfortable enough recording this podcast with me that you did that for me then thank you Matthew. <laughs> so nobody can actually see because I don't record the visuals of this but I just did a little clap for us to restart and we in sync did it in sync. Insanely in sync. Insanely was, in sync. It was bang on. It must be the ambiance and the lighting. Zero rehearsal. <laughs> so, Matthew, I just wanted to know, I think it's really important for me to be aware hmm. that anything, any advice or anything that we can share in terms of things that have helped us through our journeys with other people, that it's, it's always beneficial to do that. And that's the whole point of me making my podcast. So I just wondered... As a 27-year-old male, what has helped you through these processes? Honestly, it was just jumping right in to this. So for the longest time, because everybody said, you know, don't try and be an actor. You can do anything. You can be anything you want to be, but don't try and be an actor. Do something, quote-unquote, real. Really? (laughs) Yeah. But my parents now are my biggest fans, and they come to everything, and I'm eternally grateful. But... Growing up, yeah, there was a big sway away and I didn't do anything sort of during school because of the people that I kind of associated with. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to seem uncool Mm -hmm. by doing drama. And I now realise that I was never cool, (laughs) like ever at all. You are 100%, you are 100% cool, so take that back right now. Definitely not in school. (laughs) I certainly not. There was no worry of it. And if you're worried about seeming uncool to people, then those are not the people you should care about. But also I can guarantee there would have been someone that would have thought you were cool. Exactly. And those are the people you should try and impress. Yeah. Well, absolutely. yeah. Yeah. It's it's an interesting thing you said that because I don't know if you've seen Sex Education on Netflix, have you? Mm -hmm. So obviously part of the storyline in that is that one of the main characters decides to stop doing sports and take up theatre and and performance and and his worry is that he's going to be uncool and stuff Mm. um it's interesting isn't it how we shape the most formative part of our youth being the part where our identity is formed and everything really is rewired in the teenage years so the brain sheds parts of the wiring of the brain to make space for other things interesting how that is the point that we feel that we have to not be ourselves yeah, and that is the point when you really know the least about the world. <laughs> and it's when you make all of these insane decisions. Yeah. This is, again, a totally divergent thing, but I will come back. But that was one of the main reasons that I didn't go to university mm-hmm. when I was 18, 
was because they came to write in a personal statement and they were like, tell us about your life experiences. And I was like, I don't have anything to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then when I applied then in my sort of early 20s, I realized that university is where you go to get these experiences. Like mm-hmm. that is the point. Yeah. You you don't necessarily have it have everything sorted out at 17, nor mm-hmm. should you. Absolutely not. <laughs> if you do, I commend you. No, absolutely but not. 10 years on, I still don't have any of that stuff sorted out. I'm still sorting my life out now, exactly. you know. Uh, but at 17, I went off to university, I don't know if you know this, uh, and didn't get into the Royal Welsh College of Music and Drama then. And they asked me to come back and I just didn't get in and took it as a really bad rejection and went for my second choice, which was a really great offer of mm. doing a four-year Bachelor of Music degree in Cardiff University. And I went half-heartedly, was never fully in it as an 18-year-old and ended up leaving. And and I often talk to younger people who I've been studying with over the past three years who are you know going at their journey for the first time in university and tell them about my experience, you know, 20 years ago of how I have wished for so long that I'd treated that time differently um but I think it's a really I think it's a really great thing that you didn't force yourself to go just for the sake of it I think that shows more courage than what I did which was actually go unhappily and then end up having to leave you know because my mental health wasn't strong enough yeah yeah and that that's totally fair enough I think you it's such a cliche to say follow your heart (laughs) but it really is Mm. the way to be you know like by not going to university I ended up getting a job that I hated but that ultimately then led to me being able to fund my own trip to New Zealand which Mm -hmm. was a lifetime goal of mine Mm -hmm. and I went and I traveled the country on my own for three months and it was the best time of my life wow yeah fantastic just because something when one door closes, another one opens. All of these cliches are so true. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, to now go way back <laughs> to where... I love diversion. <laughs> this is I'm all, all about them. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> to go back to so then getting into acting, the, the decision eventually came from, I think I was 26, and I just decided, you can bleak this if you want. Fuck everyone. I'm just going to go and do it now. I don't care what you think anymore. So I went off and I, I joined an acting class, the Actors Workshop mm-hmm. in Cardiff. And that has been completely instrumental to me gaining mm-hmm. confidence in this, mm-hmm. learning new skills. So if you want, if this is something you want to get into, I highly urge you to just go for it. Amazing. Yeah. Do you it, want to, t- well, may as well use the opportunity to tell people how they can find out more information if you like. I can put a link. Yeah, uh, Actors Workshop, yeah. Cardiff, I think. Oh, we'll put it in the link. Because <laughs> 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 I can't remember the link off the top of my head. Of all the things I could ask you off the curve. Actors Workshop Cardiff into Google will definitely <laughs> yield you the result that you want. Or Bing if you're a weirdo. I'll but, <laughs> but, but well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll do the work for you, being that you're my guest, and I will find the information <laughs> and put the link in the description. I didn't come with all these links prepared. It's fine. <laughs> and I had to put my phone on airplane mode. Yes, you did. absolutely here. did. <laughs> so I can't even look it up now. And it's been 23 minutes. How does that feel? Has it? Yeah. I feel like it's been a lot longer. Do you? Do you need <laughs> yeah. a break no, so I'm you can check it. the I'm social media? No, no, no. No, God, no. no this, this is a great getaway from that. I like that the phone is on airplane mode. It's just now inhibited me that I look a fool and didn't come prepared. On the note of phones, you know, um, you have set up a new Instagram account over the summer, or was that just something you like rekindled when you had your lovely new spankly headshots done? No, <laughs> no well, it was. It definitely came from the production with the Sherman yeah. players. Uh, um, Which was for was... for those who didn't see it was a main stage production. Which I mean. I haven't even been on that main stage, like, and you know, like, is that it, such an incredible experience? It blew my mind when I walked on that stage for the first time because it is massive. Do you remember the night we? It was rehearsed. I was with you. I think we all stood at the back wall, didn't we? Yeah, my jaw was dragging on the floor. Wow, mouth fully agape. Loved it. Never had anything like that before, and it was great. So, mm. what an opportunity the Sherman provides Absolutely. you to be able to do that. Yeah, incredible. So it's it's all amazing. But yes, I realized that, oh, you should probably have a... Well, you told me. 
It was you. You said <laughs> my, you said that my social media presence was weak AF. <laughs> I don't think I. <laughs> and that I had to sort it out. So I set up a new did Instagram. Really? <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh so gosh, I set up a new Instagram account for this kind of side of my life. Matthew Davy, I'm so sorry, but also I'm glad you listened. Yeah, what a men- what a mentor. <laughs> I don't know about that. If I said week AF, <laughs> it was along I'm those lines. I'm not sure I actually said that. Certainly along those lines. Oh, funny. Well, talking about uh, bullying you into changing your social media presence. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice oh, segue. <laughs> sorry about that. Let's circle back to school because we've shared some of our personal experiences. Uh, a little bit with each other but are you happy to talk about how difficult that was for you absolutely yeah Yeah. and it's a great message to get out into the world because an awful truth about men in particular is that we never talk Mm. so I thought you know what this would be a really good and I'm the same I'm fully fully guilty of not sharing my feelings or Mm. emotional state mental state so I thought what better way to do it than to share it on the internet (laughs) with however many people can listen. And I'm really grateful to you uh, because, you know, I know it is more difficult for men. I feel like society is doing a lot more to encourage conversations, but I still think we've got a lot of a way to go. I agree. And, uh, you know, because personally, from my experience, I said in the episode last week that I've always felt that sharing the depths of some of the elements of my life that I've been through would perhaps show weakness and make mm. me maybe not seem as, uh, as you know, reputable or whatever to whoever it is that wants to judge. But I think it's really important for us to just talk about how you got through what you went through, really, and, and what that looked like for you. So I'm assuming it was your time in school that was the most difficult period for you, Matthew? So it was... School, I guess, but then like after school. So I, I just want to preface that when I say, when we talk about bullying, in my case, certainly worse things have happened in terms of bullying to other people. But it was more, you could really just say teasing. But I need to uh, tell you that your experience of bullying is valid for you. And it, it makes no difference what anyone that, else has been through. Okay. So why it became a big deal for me in terms of singing was because it was very close friends that would tease me a lot about it. And singing should be this glorious form of self-expression and is a lovely, lovely thing. So to be immediately shut down and told, never do that again, that's horrible. Do you remember where <laughs> you were just, when that happened the first time? Not the first time, but it happened a lot. Because <clears throat> I, I like to sing and yeah. be loud. Yeah, I can. (laughs) Well, you saw me, you very kindly helped me record uh, a self tape for an audition this week. And you saw that that is how I sort of liberate myself is by being completely off the wall silly. Yeah. um, Because it's so freeing. And if I told you every two minutes, (laughs) shut up, Lee. What what you're doing is stupid now. Stop it. Oh, I don't like that. No. It would feel terrible. It's like a shutdown of character. Absolutely. And that is. horrible it's really inhibiting so that really stuck with me to the point that I couldn't sing in front of anybody at all maybe except for my mother Mm. on car journeys so even now after singing lessons and an audition where I had to sing there are still times where I will not sing in front of anybody because it's I don't know it's just painful it's just I'm so it's, sorry you went through that. Yeah, it's always going to be like some <clears throat> niggling thing in the back of my head. It's like, oh, don't do that. Just don't sing. Well, you've got better people around you now. <laughs> yeah, that that's something that I kind of wanted to mm. say. Circling back once again, how are you going to edit this show is, is beyond you know, I me. I might not edit it, Matthew. <laughs> I, I might just it. call this the, the bare bones raw version. I love the, it. The I'm wibbly, wobbly. I'm loving it. <laughs> Yeah, to, to go back, I think you asked me, how did I kind of overcome this or who has been helpful mm. in unlocking this for me? And it was surrounding myself with the right people. Mm. So everybody that I'm now with and around really helps with that. The director for Sound of Music, the showrunner, mm-hmm. co-stars, friends, everybody is now... I live in a time where everybody's really encouraging and says nice things to me. and I don't know <laughs> how to process it a lot uh. of the time. So it's some in within the industry 
I can I can understand that it is sometimes hard to know agendas, isn't it? Like as in you know in the arts, even as artists, we have an agenda. Like when you're in the room with a director, you know you're behaving in a way that's putting yourself forward. But yeah, it is hard to read sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I find that as well. Yeah, but people are overwhelmingly positive now. Absolutely. And and it's great. And you've been that for me as well. Oh, thank you. Of course. So it's just surrounding yourself. It's incredible what a difference it can make to just be around nicer people. Absolutely. So, yeah, surrounding yourself with other people. You've done that. You've got a great network of other actors around you now, lots of the which worked with you on the Sherman Players Project and in other things. Mm-hmm. Can say a little, do you want to say like a little hello? <laughs> no, no, because if I miss no, because if I miss anybody out, <laughs> I'll feel terrible. I love you all. Anybody that knows me. <laughs> yeah. Any, yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a cop out. <laughs> would you like to say hello to anybody today, Matthew? Anybody that knows me. <laughs> <laughs> and anybody that doesn't know me. I hope you're all having a great day. I'm sure they love you. I'm sure they're already following you. We haven't even got to the end of the episode. Uh, but it's not always possible to be around people. And, you know, we. it is nice to have time on your own as well, isn't it? So yeah. you listen to music a lot more now, don't you? And you've started playing the piano, which is wonderful. I do. That was one of the first things that my piano, uh, that my singing teacher told me Yeah. was, because it was very obvious that I couldn't not only sing in tune, but it was like I didn't understand music. Learning how to sing and learning what music is was like learning another language for me. Mm. So she said, you already have a keyboard because I bought it. I think probably during lockdown, just like I assume many people did yeah. uh, and then didn't really use it. But she was like, get it out, get some lessons, learn how to play the keyboard and it will massively, massively improve your singing. Mm. And she was absolutely right. Yeah. It was like I could then hear what the sounds were meant to be. Mm-hmm. And it still took me weeks before I could replicate a sound on the keyboard with my voice, mm-hmm. getting happy yeah. <laughs> with it, Good. which is huge. Is it something you do as well for relaxation or has it just been, has piano been a tool to enhance and sort of further develop your ability as a singer? Primarily that, but something that I do love to do because I, in my spare time, mostly play video games Mm -hmm. and it's becoming something of a, becoming, it has almost always been something of an addiction for me. So I'd like to, although I don't think there's anything wrong with playing video games and if that's how you want to spend all of your time awesome you know hurting anybody that's a great thing play video games all day who cares but i wanted to like I, branch out oh go on well i so i used to have a nintendo Wii. i still got it it's actually in my storage unit mm. and um well i'll tell you because i've started the story now and i can't go back but right. i had mario because obviously growing up having nintendo we had a nintendo 54 like i had like old school nintendos because i'm a little bit older than you mm-hmm. and uh, anyway i had a wii and i got mario on it and it used to show you how many hours you'd played and this one chris so it was the christmas i had it on the boxing day and the day after i played for nine and a half hours in one day like but on, on the next day for eight and on that day i don't think i changed up my pajamas nice I love days like that. Yeah. There, I I now hate games that tell you how much playtime you have in them. Yeah, what's that about? I don't like Be- it. <laughs> because there's one. Feel bad about myself. There's one game. <laughs> there's one game in particular that does that. Yeah. And it's a game that angers me to no end, and I don't know why I play it. Because uh, it's mostly not fun for me. Because <laughs> it just gets me angry playing it. Oh no. But I used to spend a lot of time with it, playing with with small friends, and. Each individual game mode within the game tells you how long you've played that game mode for. Whoa. And for some of them, it is like five days. Crikey. Yeah. I th- I find it absolutely fascinating um, to think now about the contrast, Matthew, of your those elements of your life. So f- mm. sort of kind of putting your professional hat to the side because obviously you work uh, you work in custom services and that's very different so to think of you being at home playing your video games and then the polar opposite of that being on a stage with a cast of you know 20 plus whatever so different yeah so there'll be times where I'll 
spent five days. When I say five days, I mean like five 24-hour periods Whoa. accumulated. Good. That is five days. And that's across multiple game modes. I dread to think how much time is, is spent on that. And then, yeah, putting the controller down and getting out. And in many ways, yeah, particularly after lockdown, mm. as part of the podcast name is Mind, right? <laughs> it is indeed. Thank you for remembering. Well, let's share a little tidbit. Mm. I don't know. How, how in-depth do you want to get? However comfortable you are. So how tell deep, me about lockdown. What how, was that like for you? How deep in the mind do you want to get? How deep is your love? Is your love? <laughs> okay, so that, we, can, we can throw some things out there. Because like I said at the start, I want to get out there that men can talk about mental health. Mm-hmm. And, and it is crucial. And I guarantee that loads of people are experiencing the mm-hmm. same thing. And I certainly did. And I think it's at this stage important for me. I always remind people that... Um, even though I have uh, got different certificates in counselling and in therapeutic work and safeguarding, we are not in a therapy client mode here. We're just having a chat. Mm-hmm. And I, anybody listening feels that they need to get any support or advice uh, or is triggered uh, or affected by any of our conversation, please go to your GP or seek advice. But it was an incredibly lonely time full of depression um, and a little a little prior to lockdown being in full effect. Uh, I was in university. I lasted six months. Mm -hmm. It was, university is the best time of many people's lives. I encourage people to go if that's what you want to do. But I started when I was 23. I was enjoying it. And then very suddenly was not. uh, For reasons I won't get into today, but that, led to an incredible downward spiral Mm -hmm. uh, in my mental health. And one of the charities that you mentioned earlier, the Samaritans, Mm -hmm. um, they potentially saved my life. Uh, One phone call to them really, it was was just having somebody listen to what I had to say Mm -hmm. and speak in my mind and crying in the rain outside my shared house at three o'clock in the morning. Uh, just having somebody who didn't offer me any advice she didn't that's not her job she just listened and it was incredible 116123 for anyone who needs that number i have it in my phone saved as lifesavers thank you and lifesavers it is yeah Mm. fully i fully believe that so was that the first time you'd called them yes the first and only the first and only call that i ever needed to them was that one all it takes is that one call and they saved your life I, i think so yeah had you been having suicidal thoughts? Had you made any plans? Yeah, for a couple of months okay. at that point. It was a very, very, very dark time. Mm-hmm. And this is why I say this now, is to bring it bring it to light for people who maybe are also going through the same thing. 78% of suicides are like men. Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's tragic. crazy. Like young men, mm-hmm. I think anywhere between sort of 20, 20s to 40s is... In men, in males, is the highest suicide rate, and that is awful. All of it is awful. <laughs> Even if it was one percent, it would be awful. So, what was it that actually then triggered you to make that call in that moment of being so low? You know, I can I can empathise with with that, and sometimes you can't see the light through the tunnel. It it does come eventually, doesn't it? Yes. You know. Yes, it does. But in that moment of being outside your shared house, what was it that made you realise that you needed to talk to somebody? Because I probably wouldn't have made it through the night had I not. Uh, in all honesty. Well, I'm so glad you did. Yes, <laughs> and me. <laughs> Thank you. Now I am certainly. Yeah. So. So from that point, did you find it once you'd had that conversation with an anonymous person? Mm-hmm. I I do like I have I haven't spoken to them for a while, but I do like to know what their name is. They do usually tell you. When you spoke to that person, uh, did they suggest you sought help elsewhere? No. Nothing. Uh, not really. That was kind of the the triggering point to get some help, though. So the catalyst that happened and then you reached out to somebody else? Yes. I I spoke with them and then thought, okay, I need I need a change. I put a thing on the university's like mental health page yeah, thing. Like a forum, I guess. yeah. Yeah. And submitted that to the university to try and get mm-hmm. therapy. Yeah. Um and that night that I submitted it, 
they sent a police officer to my room to make sure that I wasn't a danger to myself or anybody else. And it was probably the right call. Well, wow. I mean, yeah, that's very responsive. Yeah. And it's great to know that that was there for you. These facilities are there and they do help. Like they truly, truly do help. No matter how low you, you may be, uh, they, they will help you. So how did did you get, you know, you, you got some therapy through university? Yeah, I had maybe one session. Okay. And then just left university. We, we went into lockdown. Okay. Two days after I quit university. So it wow. was definitely the right time to have done it. Yeah. Uh, and then I sort of came home, had some time with my family. Did you tell them? No. No. I won't be telling them about this podcast either. It's interesting though, Matthew, because, you know, we, we've joked over the past couple of weeks that, you know, we've seen more of each other in preparation for this. Mm. We do share a lot of similarities that I I never told my parents what I went through yeah. the first time. I, potentially, they might have heard it two weeks ago when I relaunched it and listened to it because yeah. my mum's all over my social, so she probably did hear it. But isn't it funny how, I mean, not funny, haha, it's it's... Now, as as an adult, it blows my mind a little bit, really, how the people who have nurtured us through our through being babies, through children and adolescents into adulthood, we often try and protect them, I guess, from what we're feeling. Yeah, yeah, truly, I, and I think they would have been incredibly supportive and yeah. very helpful. But it's Absolutely. just not the sort of thing I wanted to no. to put on them. And I am now very much over it. It's been yeah. several years since then. Lockdown continued to be a very, very difficult and negative time. And then immediately, pretty pretty much immediately, once we were allowed to, mm-hmm. there happened to be the Actors Workshop putting on a introduction to acting, a beginner's class. That was four weeks, once a week. It was great. I met a lot of people there who I'm now very, very close friends with still. Yeah. This was about a year ago. Yeah. Uh, this time last year, I think it was when I started mm-hmm. all of this. And session one, so when I say about surround yourself with people who are yeah. also like this and are encouraging. Yeah. It was a it was a big mental ordeal for me to get over it. Oh, part of the singing as well was to try and do this whole acting thing in front of people and you're worried that you're going to look weird. But everybody's there mm-hmm. to do the same thing and we all love it. Yeah. And the, one of the first things that Jamie, who runs the class, said was, this is a safe space and we are to encourage one another in in everything. And that, it was like an unlock for me. Yeah. It really did. It was like, we're in a safe space. I can be myself and do whatever I want. It's not whatever I want. (laughs) (laughs) If you're in the Sherman players on the main stage. I know, it was very little. It was very little. I I suck out on there today. (laughs) (laughs) Although it might boost their numbers. (laughs) Maybe. Who knows? We love Dab Weeks and Tim Howe. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that was great but I I'm really glad you know the whole point of the topics that I touch on is to look at that connection between music the arts in general and the mind and I feel like it potentially has obviously it's opened up a route in your life which mm. you had suppressed but you knew younger than you are now that it was something you enjoyed but for reasons of other people's tormenting and not being very kind as I'm sure many other people have in their lives you're not alone in suppressing your dreams and passions because of other yeah. people but I'm really glad that now at, at this age that the arts play such an important part in your life and brings you so much liberation and happiness really fully the Robin Hood play that we did and I was just allowed to be myself and it was the most silly character you were excellent thank you very much but it was people you know would say like oh like we did there and I was like pretty much just me (laughs) like times 10 it's just me allowed to be me now but don't I love that though because you know I that's what I love bringing to my characters is is that element of me that people are not quite sure is this acting or is this Lee and like it's totally me. Yeah, it was. It was. It was almost zero acting. I was just running across the stage, being loud and stupid, and I loved it. You did a wonderful job. Incredibly liberating and fun and amazing. And I still continue to love acting. Grand grand total of money made via acting so far is like minus a thousand pounds. Oh my so gosh. clearly, 
clearly I love this. Otherwise, I wouldn't Otherwise, be doing it. Otherwise, you wouldn't, know. Let's take a little interlude and fast forward. Well, thanks for going there, Matthew, and sharing your experiences. I really appreciate your honesty. Mm-hmm. And I know that it will be helpful for people who are listening to have heard your experience and to know that there is a way out. Yeah, I, a better way out. Yes. A better way out. I hope it, even if it helps one it person. Will. I'm sure it will. It. So you, at the moment, you have a commute from where you live in over there in Aberdeen. Over there in Aberdeen. <laughs> commute to pretty much everywhere. There's, oh. there's not a drive I can think of that's less than 25 minutes. Oh, gosh. But mm. um, you've got some favourite songs in the car that you enjoy letting your hair down to, your lovely glossy long hair. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we're, not, we're not filming. I don't know why I did a, a little shimmy. <laughs> that was just the humour. I wish and everybody me. could have seen that. It was lovely. <laughs> but slightly more dramatic next time, please. <laughs> He's flicking his beautiful hair out of his eyes. <laughs> We've got a common favourite song. Can you guess what it is? Give me the list that I wrote you that I definitely remember. Because <laughs> <laughs> I gave like six. Well, I've re- look, we're only going to talk about two of them because oh, Whitney, I want to dance with somebody. Is that it? Is that the common one? That's that's my fa- one of my faves. I think it's like the best song ever written. Oh, absolutely. And performed. Absolutely. You can't not jive. Oh, gosh. You know, when it comes on. We could have a Christmas karaoke. We'll have a... We'll have a re- <laughs> Yeah. We'll have a re I'll have a party here and we'll have karaoke and we'll sing I Wanna Dance with Somebody in the mm. Kitchen. Absolute I, banger. I can't not feel great while that song is no, on. It's great in there. It's super uplifting. It's yeah. crazy how music can do that. It, well, it's actually wonderful. It's not crazy, it's wonderful. Yeah. It's absolutely wonderful. It's all the good adjectives. <laughs> it's magical. It is. Anything else? Any other songs you lean to when perhaps times when you need to unwind, when your mind's a bit busy? primarily it's like an escape in the car really mm. for me is, is music so i'm one of the only people that still has cds in the car cause i my, do too oh do you yeah because <laughs> my car doesn't have an auxiliary cable oh, okay. port okay. so i almost have no choice i stick my phone in a little like a little crevice <laughs> yeah. on the dash that yeah. amplifies the sound oh. if i'm playing through non-disclosed music yeah <laughs> music app other music apps available <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so yeah i lo- love the old shuffle and i you never know what's gonna come on i don't have like a music genre or style that i really like bit but, eclectic yeah you know, it'll go from billy ocean to hardcore screamo lovely <laughs> you know, i never know what's gonna happen uh, or just classical piano it's playing. great how the shuffle i find my shuffle seems to know what i need that day does that happen to you mm, sometimes. or is it just me sometimes it does yeah yeah yeah, I get, no, I get you. I do, I do, I do. So what's your go-to? I'm going to put you on the spot now. You're going to have to think fast. What is your go-to song after a really hectic day in work? Oh, it changes all the time. Okay. I don't. I couldn't say that I have, other than, I, th- I do think that Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody, is the greatest song of all time. But it's yeah. not always my favourite song. Okay. And, then, and I think that's what's lovely about it, is you can just change your opinion and change your <laughs> mind and... Moana, uh, so it, Moana, how far I'll go as well. Absolutely, favorite with the kids. Oh, I'm a, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big kid. You are so, a big little John kid. Yes, <laughs> I love that song, and oh, I just love the film. The lyrics I, are really inspiring. It's a wholesome mm, and a wholly inspirational film, isn't it? Yes, that film makes me cry, even to the bits that aren't sad. Yeah, it's just so visually stunning. Yeah. it overwhelms me. Yeah. <laughs> I cry. Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. I love, I love it too. It. it is staggeringly good. Amazing how Disney oh. manages to give us such powerful messages through their, like, what should yeah. be animated, fun, you know. Uh, actually, I'm sure that the children that watch them don't actually realise how powerful those messages are Yeah, because it's just funny sounds and nice colours. Yeah, absolutely. You know, flashing on the screen. And pretty jewellery or whatever. Yeah, yeah. princesses. Princesses, yeah. I mean, I still like that aspect of it. Well, but also, I can appreciate the lyrics now. You can. Talking about princesses, I'm going to <laughs> okay. put you on the spot again, thinking about characters. Dream role. If you could choose any role. Oh, Spider-Man. To play Spider-Man. Yep. Yeah, yeah. In any in any 
concept any well i know someone who's looking for a children's party spider-man actually i do that mm. i haven't got the, the the big muscles it doesn't matter but I, but... Yeah. well i'm not gonna judge whether you've got muscles <laughs> on that life, That's life no. on that podcast. <laughs> that, let's not circle back to that <laughs> yes spider-man oh great spider-man or something and in... stage role or musical or anything spider-man the musical <laughs> Which is a musical. It was cancelled very quickly, but it was for a brief time a musical. Wow. Mm. <laughs> Interesting Spider-Man when I just told you about the false widow in my little lean-to and you were like, nah, uh, uh, you no. need to get rid of that, mate. Yeah, get rid of it. <laughs> get rid of it. No, Spider-Man's not a spider. So um. what does your future look like in the arts, Matthew? So you've got your, you've got Sound of Music coming up. When is that being performed? It was unfortunately postponed oh. to like a week, a week, I wish a week, a year from now. Okay. So like ne- next November, uh, I think. Okay. Uh, November 2023 for everybody listening to this in 2028 <laughs> and beyond. Yeah. Don't <laughs> you, buy your tickets yeah, now. Yeah, you missed like, it. The show is over. <laughs> You're late. <laughs> <by decade. laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, but certainly that. That's the, the biggest role coming up re-auditioning for conservatoires what? is it pronounced conservatoire yes right it is, it's yes. not like conservatory no <laughs> conservatoire. conservatoire i love it conservatoire okay. yeah great yeah gonna well, good re- luck with that reapply to as great. many goals as the internet will let me six i think i'm sure that you know i'm i'm sure that with your experiences this year and and you, the work you do with the actors workshop the you know the work you've done in the shim players i'm yeah. sure that you know you have a great experience and it has. They'd be stupid not to take you on board. I was a little foolish to go in and audition having almost zero experience. So Not at all. I, I, I think it's given you a good standing point to know where you need to go from there. Yeah. I know the you know, like a year's experience under my belt as well. Yeah. Ho- hopefully the future will hold some financial gain. Do you know what do you know what? It yeah. already has because you paid me with a brownie today. <laughs> and that was more than worth it. Didn't cover the petrol to come here. <laughs> because like I said, everything this was a fifty minute drive from my home, but the brownie worth it. I don't want petrol money. I don't want any money. I want the brownie. My listeners are gonna think I haven't offered you cash. <laughs> you offered me a brownie and I would have taken that over cash. The brown the brownie's worth more. It wasn't just any brownie, it was a Kemi's Pont Cana brownie actually. Oh shout out. Well, it's actually not, not Kemi's anymore. It's changed now. It's called something else. Fiod. Is that what I saw on it's the called, packaging? It's called Fido. Fido. Fiod. I don't fi- I'm not comfortable saying that. Okay. I don't know why. Look at that. Just, not even sponsored. I'm going to have to edit this out now, obviously. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. Maybe. I'm not really sure. <laughs> Try and get some dollar for it. Yeah, well, okay. Oh, we're coming to the end of our podcast, Matthew Davy, and no. I don't really want to say goodbye to you. Stay tuned for part two and three. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'll gladly come back. This has been amazing. I've had a great time. It's been really lovely to talk to you, not only because you're a wonderful human being, you're great <laughs> fun, you've been super lovely helping me out with things this week, but also uh, your journey is a, is a wonderful one and it is absolutely inspirational. And I really hope that anyone listening who is currently going through a difficult time um, can also consider perhaps the arts, music, piano, singing, theatre, stage as a tool, as I'm always harping on about, to support well-being, um, because it certainly made a difference to your life. Massively, yeah. Take it from someone who has almost zero (laughs) (laughs) self-belief. You can do it and people will encourage you. Yeah. And this is certainly a lovely industry thus far, yes. in my experience, to get into. Although competitive, yeah. it has been very fun hmm. and I love it. Uh, before we say goodbye, I have got a couple of questions. <gasps> um, yes. The first question would be, if you could tell your younger self anything right now, what would it be? I think I'm about to drop my fourth cliche, maybe, of the podcast. <laughs> but be yourself. Oh my God, everybody says it. And you're like, oh, what do you mean be yourself? Be yourself, just be yourself. You're awesome. And it it, it is, you will love what you do. If you do what you love, is that is that insightful? It is now. <laughs> and that might mean literally nothing. Come into a t-shirt. <laughs> feel free near to- Near you soon. <laughs> feel free to cut that out. <laughs> but yeah, you 
do the things you love and you will be rewarded. Yeah, absolutely. Right. 100%. If you. only mentally, because yeah. certainly it's not financially for me. Well. Yet. I, but I, I love it. Wouldn't this, trade it. Same, same, same. But I think well-being uh, for me, yeah, we have to have money to live. But to be living in a happy state of mind, yes, overdoes anything. Happiness for me. over wealth, absolutely. If you can have both, do it. Absolutely. I recommend that one. Yeah, do it all. But yeah, <laughs> but happiness certainly. Yeah, amazing. Thank you, Matthew. And finally, it's a very general question, and I and I know that you have had your recent experiences have been very positive. Do you think that we are doing enough in the arts and in music to support well-being? I can't say that I've been doing this long enough to give a fully fleshed answer on that. But certainly my experience has never been that I felt I couldn't share or talk. I didn't share because I didn't want to share, but I never felt that I couldn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that, yeah, I think it is great. You're obviously very lovely and (laughs) and encouraging. Thank you. Well, I feel, I do feel honoured to have been, I've said this a few times, the cast that we worked with, with you and Marianne over the summer. Honestly, this is, you know, I've said this so many times, one of the nicest casts, every single member in that cast worked so well together. Yes. The environment was positive and, and everybody was encouraging. And I, and I do put that down to a few things. One, the environment we created for you to be able to do that. The mm-hmm. staff, you know, the director, Dav, Tim as the creative engagement manager, the whole, everybody in the Sherman, but also you as people as well. Yeah. You all came into that with open hearts, open minds and have come away from it with so many wonderful experiences. And I think that m- means a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Th- this has been one of the best years of my life, probably the best year of my life. Uh, and it is all down to just putting myself out there and doing these things, you know, being being cast as roles is great, but also yeah. if you get a smaller part, whatever. I don't it even know what matter, I'm saying anymore. If you're, li- if you're little, John, but you're really tall, <laughs> just Which is the fun- go for it. Yeah, no, it's yeah. been great, and everybody has been phenomenal, and I love everybody that was a part of that cast with me, and it has led to several obsessions. You know who you are. <laughs> Well, I hope they listen and I just want to say thank you again for being here and I hope the brownie was enough. Um, I may now need to get you more brownies, but... Maybe. The the one... I haven't even finished the one, so I need to finish that. We will have a cup of tea and a brownie. Oh! Thank you for being here and thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye.